0: Alright guys, I can say that we had a very good read on Tuesday evening. Hmm. I've had to listen to that podcast over and over again. And when someone received it, she was she said to me, Well, I've read this book before, so I don't I don't think I need to listen to the podcast again. And I was like, Me too. I've read it before, but I'm having to read it again. <laughs> You know the truth is you don't know something because you heard something or because you heard it once doesn't mean you know it now sometimes you have to hear it again and again and again and again and again and again and and even again and again for you to finally say i know this thing sometimes you won't even say you know it because you the, the thing would just automatically become a part of your life and you start living it without you having to say "Eh, I know this thing and all of that sometimes when we even say we know something it's a sign that we don't know it if you know it you will leave it all right you will behave it you will act like it and that's what we are doing so if you are part of those people who have read this book before I think it won't bite you if you join us on this journey to reading and having a review of the book how you can be led by the spirit of god by kenneth e hagen all right so we so far we have done from chapter one to chapter eight all right chapter eight seven and eight was the last chapter last chapters we read last week no not last week on tuesday i mean you know we used to do it weekly so i thought it was last week on tuesday so this friday that we'll be doing um today rather this podcast uh, i'll be reading chapter t- nine and chapter ten for you yes chapter 9 and chapter 10 for you all right so let's not waste so much of our time let's just jump right into reading chapter 9 hey guys sorry i didn't even introduce myself (laughs) i was just in a hurry to start reading all right my name is Amici victor kk just in case you are um, hitting on our podcast for the first time this is voice of eden podcast and i'm your anchor and i'll be taking you through this journey all right so let's jump into reading chapter 9 officially Hi there, my name is Abmechi and I'm the Anchor of Voice of Eden. Aside from this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, all right? So join me as we journey into God's rest. Chapter 9, Fleeced. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put into you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you. Ezekiel 36 26-27. In 1941, I didn't know as much as I know now. Please don't misunderstand me. I don't know as much now as I am going to know. I would hate to think I know all I am ever going to know in my life about God and about the Bible. No, we don't know everything. Praise God for what we do know. Anyways, in 1941, my wife and I pastored a church In backland of North Central Texas. Another church down in the oil field of East Texas wanted me to come and try out as pastor so I drove down and preached one Sunday. The church asked if they could vote on me for pastor and I said yes. Traveling back home after the service, I put out the fleece. Now I was born and raised Southern Baptist. I started preaching as a Southern Baptist. In 1937, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost as a Baptist preacher in 1939. I accepted the pastorate of a little full gospel church. It was in March 1941 that this church in East Texas wanted to consider me as a pastor. I had been with full gospel people long enough by that time that some of their misconceptions had rubbed off on me. Don't misunderstand me, a lot of good things rubbed off on me too but this one was bad. I kept hearing them talk about putting out fleeces so I put out the fleece. I really know better. But at the time, it seemed as if it would save me a lot of trouble of praying and getting alone and waiting on God and maybe some fasting just to put out the fleece. In putting out the fleece, one prays something like this, Lord, if you want me to do this, then do that. Or God, if you want me to do this, then have that happen. Or Lord, shut that door and open this door. Some of those doors the devil might shut and some of them the devil might open. They are in his territory. The Bible calls him the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. That will be like praying. Lord, if you want me to go to Cana City next week, you open Brother Hagin's front door. I might open it myself. I live there. You see, Satan can move in the sense realm. God has a better way of leading his children than by a hit and miss method such as fleeces. The New Testament does not say, as many that are led by fleeces, they are the children of God. Yes, someone might say, but Gideon put out a fleece back in the Old Testament. Why go back under the Old Covenant? We have something better. The Old Covenant is for spiritually dead people. I am not spiritually dead. I am alive. I have the Spirit of God in me. Remember Gideon was not a prophet, a priest, or a king. Only those three offices under the Old Covenant were anointed by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was not personally present with the rest of the people. That's why every male had to present himself to the temple in Jerusalem once a year. The Shekinah glory, the presence of God, was kept shut up in the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus died on Calvary, the curtain that curtained off the Holy of Holies was rent-turned, was rent-turned in twain from top to bottom. And God moved out. He has never dwelt in earth-made houses since he dwells in us. It is dangerous for New Testament spirit-filled Christian to put out fleeces. I know that from the word and I know it from experience. Back there in 1941, I said as I drove along, Lord, I am going to put out the fleece. I am just going to turn it over to you. I didn't realize that I wasn't turning it over to the Lord. If they elect me as pastor, 100%, I am going to accept that as being the will of God and I am going to accept that church. I got every vote. That was my fleece. They elected me 100%, they missed God, I missed God, they got fleeced, I got fleeced, they got out of the perfect will of God and God just let me do it. We moved into the personage. Many things were more comfortable than what we had before from the natural standpoint. We had more money, we lived in a better personage, we drove a better automobile. But I would study and pray and get a message and just all on fire. Then the minute I stepped inside the church door, it was as though somebody poured a bucket of cold water on me. I lost it all. In 14 months, I didn't preach a decent sermon. No inspiration. My wife was reluctant to say anything. She finally did say, Honey, you have got to where you can make a pretty good talk. That was all I was doing, making talks. I wasn't preaching. When my agreed upon time was up, I left. I didn't wait for some signal to leave. I just left. Later on in pastoring, I always wanted to go back there for a meeting because I wanted those people to know I could preach. They had never really heard me preach. Finally, in the course of time, I went back and held a revival. Folks' mouths fell open. We didn't know you could preach like that, they said. I said, oh yes, I preached like that before I came here to pastor and I preached like that after I left here. Well, you didn't preach like that when you were here. I said, no, because we were out of the will of God. I was here out of God's will. You elected me out of the will of God. I learned about that fleece business. One time ought to cure a fellow. But some folks, even though none of their fleeces have ever worked." still put out fleeces. I never missed it again in going to any other church as pastor and I didn't put out any more fleeces. Prayed and waited on God. I talked to God long enough so that I knew right on the inside what I was to do. Chapter 10 following the witness for thou will light my candle the Lord my God will lighten my darkness. Psalm 18 verse 28. We left that church. We were asked by leaders of the denomination to take another church to fill in temporarily. So we did. Later, while I would be in my study praying, I would get a burden to go back to the church I had left as a result of the fleece. I hadn't finished what God wanted me to do there. Usually, this happened when I was praying about my sermon and the Sunday services in other tongues. Because remember, when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays and the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. I would get such a burden for the church I had left more than two years before, I would jump up and run out of the room to get away from it. Once I came to myself out in the street beside the church wondering, how did I get out here? To get out there, I would have had to run out of the church study, across the auditorium and out the side door but I didn't remember doing that. I was under such a burden for that church and I was trying to get away from it. I didn't want to go back there to pastor. Finally, after about 30 days of that, I said, Lord, are you talking to me about going back there? Are you trying to give me some guidance? Then I said, talk to my wife. She can listen too. One morning while we wash dishes, I said to my wife, honey, if the Lord says anything to you, let me know. I didn't tell her anything more. Then I waited 30 days. You don't have to get in a big hurry about some things. The Bible says. He that believeth shall not make haste. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Faith doesn't get in a hurry. The devil will try to push you. He will say, hurry up, hurry up, hurry, hurry, hurry. He will try to move you out of faith, move you into doubt, move you into unbelief and get you away from the leading of God. 30 days later, as I washed the dishes and my wife dried them, I said, has the Lord been talking to you? if he has I don't know it I got a little more pointed in order to bring her out I said has the Lord said anything to you about going back to Dash I called the name of the city where the church was oh she said I thought that was just me well I said let's analyze what you mean when you say me if you mean the flesh then that wouldn't be right but if you mean the real me the man on the inside the real you then that is right. Remember that the Spirit is the candle of the Lord, then it is not just you, the outward man, it is the Lord lightening the candle for you, the inward man, the man on the inside. I want to ask you a question, I said to her, so we can ascertain just which this is, from the physical, from the mental, just naturally speaking, do you want to go back there? Oh no, it couldn't be you then, could it? It would have been better to say, it couldn't have been the flesh, the natural man, the outward man. You're not going to be thinking about doing something you don't want to do. I saw she had the inward witness just as I did. Sometimes the inward witness is there and people don't recognize it. I am convinced, I told her, that God is leading us that way. It would have to be God to open it up and get us back there. Let's just let him do it. He did, within a few months, without my doing anything to work it out. I was invited to preach a week in that church. Afterwards, the board asked if I would be interested in coming back to pastor. I didn't tell them I had something from God. I just said, I might be. They said, we have all been talking and the church wants you back. Well, I said they would have to vote on me. So I'll tell you what I'll do. Just go ahead and vote and I'll tell you afterwards. From the natural standpoint, my wife and I still did not want to go back there. Although we loved the people we did not want to live in that town. We did not want to live in that house. In my heart, I wanted to obey God but everything about my flesh recalled. In my natural man, my outward man, and in my own natural human thinking and mind, I did not want to go back there. So really, as I kept praying and fasting while the church board was making all the proper announcements and advertising the election, I was actually saying to the Lord, that I didn't want to trust that inward witness I knew both my wife and I had. I was over into the third day of a fast. I wanted the Lord to move in some spectacular way. I wanted some kind of word, tongues and interpretation of prophecy or God just to write up in the sky, go to that place. I was on my knees bawling and squirreling and begging because I didn't know any better. God also led me by an inward voice as well as by an inward witness. That inward voice said, get up from there and quit acting like that. I got up, then I said, Lord, if you could just give me some supernatural sign, I would feel better about this. He said, you have all I am going to give you. You don't need any supernatural sign. You don't need any supernatural witness in the sky. You don't need any tongues and interpretation. You don't need any prophecy. You know on the inside of you what to do. Now do it. I said, okay, I will. Many times we ignore the inward witness. We want something out in the central. We seek the sensational and miss the supernatural. Let's learn that God leads all of his children primarily by the inward witness. All right, guys. So thank you. That was chapter 9 and 10. I just read chapter 10, all right? And I I believe you heard everything I read. If you didn't, then you have to listen to the podcast again. But I believe you did. You heard everything I read. And he was just saying that we would have to trust the inward witness. You know, one time the Holy Spirit said to me in church, and I can't forget, he said, "Amici, trust that you can be led by the Holy Spirit. He said, trust that you can hear the voice of God. And I, because he he said something to me that morning and I, I, I felt he wasn't the Holy Spirit. So I ignored the voice. Went to church, everything happened. And the same thing he was saying to me that morning was the same thing the pastor was preaching in church. And I was like, wow, so this was you all along. And then I felt the Holy Spirit laughed and said, trust yourself that you can hear from me. I said okay sir so we get to that point where we just want a supernatural breakthrough something should just happen ASAP like we just wish we could see God step oh my god I, f- I, I, have, I have actually prayed that so a lot of times Lord just tell me let me just know you are the one doing this and there is a voice on the inside saying don't go there Amichi. don't do this Amichi but I wanted something very, very, very supernatural and then the last note of this um, chapter where we read says that we seek the sensational and miss the supernatural. Sometimes we don't need any supernatural sign like he said in this book. You, You don't need any supernatural writing in the sky. Jesus was saying to him, you don't need any tongues and interpretation. You don't need any prophecy. You know on the inside what you ought to do. Now, go and do it. I'm saying that same thing to you. You don't need any supernatural sign. You don't need any writing on the wall or any writing in the sky. You don't need any tongues and interpretation. You don't need any prophecy. You know on the inside of you what to do. Go and do it. If you don't even know on the inside of you what to do, spend time to pray. Quiet. Shut the door. You remember the last chapter we read? I think it's in chapter, um, chapter 8. It was saying, "Shut the door behind you and pray." It doesn't mean you should enter your room. It means you should shut down the noise, the voices, and spend time with God. All right, guys. Thank you for doing this with me. I love you, and I I really, really love you, and I appreciate that we're reading this book together. I mean, so um, on Tuesday we'll be looking at um chapter eleven and twelve. Eleven is talking about the inward voice. Uh, You wouldn't want to miss that. All right, so. Um, i want to say that you have a beautiful friday and don't forget to put jesus first in your confined have a picture of life bigger than your experience i love you and i'll see you next week tuesday god bless you bye hi there my name is amichi and i'm the anchor voice of eden Besides this i'm a pro graphics designer a singer and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest.